We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Go, you Redbirds! Go, you Redbirds! On the battle, fight for ISU! Welcome to In the Nest, the Illinois State Athletics Podcast. Now, here's the voice of the Redbirds, John Fitzgerald. Hi again and welcome in to another edition of In the Nest, the official podcast of Illinois State Redbird Athletics from Learfield. I'm John Fitzgerald and today we're talking Redbird softball as we're joined by senior infielder Emmy Olson and freshman pitcher Hannah Meshtek. Birds will open up Valley play this coming weekend. They'll head to Nashville to open a three-game set at Belmont. Birds will then make their home debut inside Marion Kittier Stadium next Tuesday afternoon when they host DePaul at 4 o'clock. Today's conversation brought to you in part by Jason's Deli. Redbird fans, all good things start with wholesome ingredients. Visit Jason's Deli in Normal on Veterans Parkway today and receive free ice cream with every purchase. Semi and Hannah, thanks so much for joining us. This is that time of year where it goes by in the blink of an eye prior to conference play, but you guys have been on the go for a number of weeks with a ton of travel involved. This is a difficult time of year, especially for teams who happen to reside a little bit north in the country of U.S. Yeah, it's been been a little chilly up here, but it's been nice to make our way down to Florida and uh, Arizona too. The the weather change was good for us, and I think it helped all of us get a little get a little feel for the dirt before we go into conference and uh, kind of get used to that environment out there to get started. Now we kind of have both ends of the spectrum here with us this afternoon. Emmy, you're a fifth year senior. 
Hannah, you're a freshman, a true freshman, I should say, from Hortonville, Wisconsin. And I mean, you've been around a little bit in this whole realm. How important is the non-conference campaign for you guys to get set for Valley play? Definitely non-conference preseason is good to have everybody get a feel, try out a few different lineups, that is, if we if we do have that uh, ability. And definitely for the freshmen to get to play um, in this setting and to have us uh, work our way together and see how we play together and get to know each other before we get into the nitty-gritty of the conference season where it really does matter for us to um, make a statement here this year. And non-conference play for you guys, there's that old cliche, in order to be the best, you have to play the best. You guys are facing a non-conference schedule this year with nine NCAA tournaments. NCAA tournament teams from a year ago, two of which in Florida and Oregon State both advanced the Women's College World Series. That's a really challenging schedule. Yeah, we love we love to face a challenge, and it's been that way since I've been here and even more in the prior years. And I think uh, we uh, definitely put up a challenge against those teams, but it's good to see that type of pitching just to get our at-bats and our mindset right for that kind of play and then be able to come into conference and bring that same competitive edge, if not have a, a little advantage over the competition here in the conference. And Hannah, as we said, you're a true freshman from Wisconsin, and you really announced your presence with authority earlier this year. Your first career start in a Redbird uniform resulted in a no-hitter against Weber State out at the Littlewood Classic in Tempe, Arizona. As a result, you were named Missouri Valley Conference Newcomer of the Week. How, for you, individually as a freshman, has the adjustment been, especially with the challenging schedule you guys have played out of the shoot? Yeah, it's definitely been difficult in an adjustment. Um, you really have to focus on every single pitch and figure out how to get these hitters out because if you miss your pitch, you're going the hitters are going to hit it. So I think just really focusing on every pitch and you'll have success. Now, what drew you initially to Illinois State to continue your career? Obviously, you came out of high school at a time being where you were an upperclassman in that whole COVID era where seasons were canceled and postponed and things like that. How did the matriculation process to Bloomington Normal occur for you? Yeah, so I think when I, on my campus visit, everyone was just super welcoming. Um, I met with the team. They were all very welcoming. The coaches were welcoming. So I really just liked the coaching staff a lot. And Bloomington Normal is about four and a half hours from my house. So I just thought that was the perfect distance for me. So I just thought it was the perfect fit. And Amy, you're back a two-time all-conference performer a three-time All-Missouri Valley Conference Scholar-Athlete Award winner, and your older sister is a member of the Hall of Fame and a former softball player here. So I'm assuming that your older sister, Abby, played a role in you coming to Illinois State to finish your college career. Yeah, it was... uh... Illinois State has always been very familiar with me and my family, especially coming and watching my sister play for the her college career. And she had nothing but good things to say about the program, but also let me make my own decision. She gave me a bunch of information about how it worked and what to expect and what Division One even called for and if that I wanted to play and if I was ready for something like that. And I think it was nice for her just to give me that 
kind of the guideline, the heads up, and even seeing how successful she was, the competitive part of me was like, you know, I want to go there and I want to challenge that and I want to try to be as good as my sister was too. So that was a little bit of a, a fire under me to maybe come this way and try the same thing. And so I think, uh, yeah, she definitely played a role in me choosing Illinois State. But like Hannah said, the coaching staff for my visit and the team, I really just think um, normal felt like home for me. And my travels team, I played for the BNGSA Angels from freshman to senior year of high school. And so that resided in um, Bloomington Normal as well. And so I was very familiar with uh, the town and the environment, and I was really excited to come to Illinois State. Obviously, competitiveness to kind of create your own niche is important. And it's also a difficult thing to overcome. Your sister, Abby, obviously, as we said, member of the Hall of Fame, how long did it take you to fight the stigma of Abby's little sister to you, the own player? I think definitely coming in, um, none of the girls on the team necessarily knew me as Abby's little sister because she had been so far removed. She's going she's gonna to hate me for saying that. It had been a few years. <laughs> so the team didn't necessarily bring that stigma. But the coaching staff, I was always Abby's little sister. But in, uh, I mean, in a, in a sense, that was a bit of an advantage because I got to know them a little bit more off the field. And then they got to learn me as a player on the field as well. So I think um, it wasn't too hard to break the stigma just because I got to make a name for myself. And, you know, I think... Um, Kind of choosing my own path and being my own person was what kind of took me away from that. But I definitely loved when Abby would come back. She's come back a couple times to talk to the team. And especially during her Hall of Fame time as well, we got to watch her and be with her through that experience too. I think it was such an inspiration and a, and a great experience for her to come and talk to the team and share what she thought was important and what we may be able to learn from her and learn from each other in this process too. And Hannah, you mentioned part of part of the draw for coming to Illinois State, obviously the coaching staff, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but the team aspect. This is, as you go through the fall, go through the winter being inside for conditioning and practice, and then being on the road as much as you are, not only in the early spring, but throughout the spring season, this ends up being a really close-knit group, doesn't it? Yeah, it is definitely a tight-knit group. I mean... We are together all the time, basically every day. So we call ourselves family pretty much. But I'm excited for the rest of the season and to keep spending time with them and keep competing. And, Emmy, you guys come into the season and begin conference play this weekend out of Nashville against Belmont with a ball club that returns eight starters from a year ago. Hannah is one of five newcomers on the roster this year. But as an upperclassman, how do you go to kind of indoctrinating the freshmen into the culture that you guys want and the kind of teammates that you guys want to fit in? That definitely starts from the moment they step on campus. And I think we made the team as a whole made it a point to have our goals and mindset the same coming in that fall. And I think we let the freshmen know and they were very, um, very uh, able to, you know, kind of comply with that and buy into that mindset with us. So I think it was no problem starting in the fall to get everybody on the same page and thinking the same way about how, you know, what's most important is that that tournament at the end of the year in the spring. What we look forward to is the spring. Every practice is one step closer. 
every preseason game is one step closer. And, and we just kind of use that to, you know, improve every day, get better every day. There's something that I like that Tina has uh, kind of ingrained in our brains this season is, you know, you can make a mistake, but one mistake doesn't make a player. It's, it's repeating that same mistake where we find the problem. So I think we're, we're playing free. We're playing with that open mind and that where the game takes us is, is how we make the play. And I think as a group, we've become very good at, you know, saying, hey, maybe this is what I think you should do next time, and it's received very well. So I think that constructive criticism type of atmosphere is what helps us continue to improve, be on the same page, and, uh, you know, kind of reach that end goal that we're all looking for. You mentioned Tina. It's worth noting Tina Kramos in her first season this spring as the head softball coach here at Illinois State University. Spent the last 22 years as an assistant to Melinda Fisher, who retired this past fall after 37 years at the helm of the Redbird program. Both of you were recruited during Melinda's tenure as head coach. And then obviously she makes the announcement of her retirement this past fall. I would think it helps immensely in a transition of a new coach for a very familiar voice in Tina Kramos, who's been around for two decades here in this program. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It was it was definitely a smooth transition with Tina coming into the head coaching spot. We were all kind of shocked at first because for however many years before I was even here, people were talking about Melinda retiring. So that had always been that has always been said. So whenever it actually came to the truth that that's what actually was happening, you know, we were all kind of shocked at first, maybe a little nervous about what was going to happen, who was going to step in. But whenever we heard that it was Tina stepping in. Everybody kind of eased down, and it was like, oh, we're, we're familiar with this. We know what's going on. We know how she works with us and how we work with her because for so long she had been our hitting coach, which at, which at that point hitters spend more time with Tina than one-on-one and one-on-one situations than we do maybe with Melinda and one-on-one, depending on the day. But um, we had had that relationship built with her already, and it, it was a very smooth transition. And Anna, how's the transition been for you as a freshman among four other newcomers on this in this program, kind of adjusting on the fly, obviously from the fall to the spring to a new new head voice? Yeah, um, I think the fall has prepared us for this spring. I mean, even the seniors have and upperclassmen have prepared us for the spring and told us like the travel schedule. So they've just done a really good job of helping us prepare for this season. Um, traveling has been a little difficult with classes and stuff but I think we are all adjusting very well and it's a lot of fun you know we talked about obviously being a northern school where you do travel those tournaments and looking at your non-conference slate you're spending weekends in Tampa Florida Tempe Arizona Bowling Green Kentucky Boca Raton Florida and Murray Kentucky in the non-conference slate and then this weekend you're going to be down in Nashville for three to open up conference play It is a little bit arduous when you're in an airport or a bus every week. You're away from class. The shorter class weeks, probably a lot more work that you got to make up. But it's worth noting this is a program that finished second to only Harvard last year in all of Division I softball with a cumulative team GPA of over 3.7. That's an impressive accomplishment for a program, regardless of who the competition is. Yeah, we we put a lot of focus into our academics as well as um, our athletics on the field. We always note that we are student athletes first. That's been a been a statement of the program since I've been here, and Tina's done a great job of carrying that on. And um, it's something that we do is all of our underclassmen, freshmen, and sophomores have to go to required study center hours, and um, that's maybe like. 
four to eight per week. And they, uh, they adjust accordingly when we're in our travel spring season. But even on the road, we have study bus, study plane, study hotel. So there's, there's no doubt we put in the work to get that, to get that GPA. But um, we're all there for each other, and it helps that, you know, some of us are in the same fields of study. You have the same professors. Um, you can work together on some studying and assignments, in a sense. And maybe if a senior's taking a class that a freshman's looking to take, they can give some guidance, and we've done that too. And I think that helps set us up and has built up a good reputation for the softball program as well with that uh, professor and student relationship. So I think we do a good job of, of staying with that in our academics. And Hannah, is that tight-knit kind of leadership that you get from your teammates, especially with the academic realm, has that helped you kind of make the adjustment to all this traveling early on in the season? Yeah, it's definitely helped me a lot. Um, everything's very organized. So like our academic advisors, Tina, um, upperclassmen, they kind of just prepare us for the travel season and kind of tell us like what we need to do before we leave. And just like everything is very well communicated with the professors. So we're very prepared before we leave for a tournament. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And, I mean, we talked about the fact you're a two-time All-Valley selection as a second baseman and an infielder. Obviously a preseason selection this year as well. But prior to the season, Extra Inning Softball named you the 11th best second baseman in all of Division I softball. That's a pretty incredible accomplishment, knowing how talented their programs are at the Division One level across the country. Yes, that was definitely a good feeling to see that and get noted and honored for that. And um, I took that into the season with a, with a load of confidence and knowing that everybody on my team was by my side and supported me that way too. And I wouldn't be there without Melinda and Tina and my teammates going in every day, working hard every day with me and, you know, holding me accountable to be able to put in that work. And I think, you know, just getting that recognition is sometimes a reminder of why I do that work and why everybody else puts in the work for this uh, level of play. And I think it's really nice to get that honor, but um, also reminded, you know, why I'm here and why it means something to me. So I think it was very, very nice. Now, as we said, you have eight starters returning this year from a program last year that finished sixth in the Valley. You guys are the preseason number five this year in kind of a new look 12-team league. Obviously, the addition of Belmont, UIC, and Murray State. In the regular season, you won't play Murray State and you won't play Indiana State. Um, You'll play the other nine opponents on the campaign. How do you guys feel, especially with a veteran lineup coming back, that you guys will fare in kind of this new look Missouri Valley Conference this year? You know, I see, I see nothing but uh, positive, positive results coming from our season in conference. And there's no telling what's going to happen, but we do know that we plan game by game, pitch by pitch, and inning by inning. So that first opponent that we face is Belmont's all we're focused on right now. So we're going into that Friday night game this weekend, and we're going to be 
focused on their pitching staff, focused on their hitters and, you know, how do we play that and how do we uh, match up to them is really what we're focused on right now. We don't do too far much of looking ahead, but while we do know our end goal is for that uh, tournament at the end, we're just going to keep taking in all the information that we can get from this uh, conference regular season and you take that into the tournament and uh, be ready to play whatever opponent comes to us. So I think just seeing those nine that we can and taking the information and results of those games, that was what's going to help us be successful at the end. And Hannah, obviously you haven't been through a Missouri Valley Conference regular season or tournament as of yet, but as you've entered in, obviously, as we said, you threw a no-hitter in your first career start in a Redbird uniform out in Tempe, Arizona, earlier against Weber State. What have been kind of the, the pressures and what have been kind of your thought process as a newcomer stepping right in and being asked to perform at this level? Has it been an aspect of trepidation at times early on in the season and trying to get that out of the system before conference play? Or has it not been so much because your teammates have been so supportive throughout the fall and through the preseason practice? Yeah, well, obviously I was very nervous for that when I threw that no-hitter, which is the standard. But, no, my teammates have been there for me every minute. Um, Just having them behind me, even on defense, like – um, I walked two people and then they instantly turned two double plays so that helped me out, helped me get out of some jams but yeah I'm just excited and I'm still learning and I'm excited to keep learning and see where the season goes Now you set the bar pretty high obviously with your first career start throwing a no hitter but in that moment and I know it was a walk off in the bottom of the sixth inning that you guys were able to put Weber State away on that day but how early did you know you had a no hitter sometimes you hear stories that you don't really realize it until you look up at the scoreboard in about the fifth or sixth inning. At what point did you start to realize, my stuff's pretty good today and this one's got a chance? Yeah, I would say it was about the fifth inning is kind of when I realized, but I wasn't going to let that affect my performance, obviously. Just go out there and keep taking it pitch by pitch and not like worrying if I'm going to get the no-hitter, just going out there and doing my best. You guys will be home a week from next Tuesday, I should say, you're going to play DePaul for your home opener in a non-conference tilt. As fans look at this ball club and as hopefully the temperature begins to warm a little bit more consistently here throughout the spring, what can fans look at when they come out to a game? What are what kind of style of play do you expect this team to play and things that they should maybe be attracted to come out to Marion Kinnear Stadium? I think we have a a variety of players on our staff here, and we have some new freshmen coming in, obviously, that have done a great job, and we have a great pitching staff behind us. So I think coming in to see that uh, pitching staff, some new players that are getting that playing time, I think they're very uh, attractive for the – some alum to come back and see, you know, what we have to offer for this program and how we've kept it up and how we've kept it going. I think that would be something to see, Um, you know, Redbirds supporting Redbirds. I think that'd be awesome. And we also, we are pretty consistent up and down the lineup. I think we also have pinch hitters that come in and, you know, maybe a different DH in each lineup. There's a bunch of potential with this team and there's no doubt that if fans come out to support we'll we'll put on a show for you I think we'll give you give you our best every time and it's also fun to come and watch us um, 
have that camaraderie on the field and see how we interact with each other and just, you know, enjoy the time. Like uh, with Tina coming into the new head coaching position, she said two things that we focus on are, you know, a quality experience and a quality play, you know, winning and having a quality experience along with that. So I think it'd be fun to come out and watch us play free, be ourselves, have a good time. And there's also... Um, some things up at the press box that they do. So they do some bingo games while we're out there. They do some, you know, foul ball. What is it? Foul ball McDonald's prizes of sorts. I'm not really sure if they, what, what all they throw in there. But there's, there's some attractions out there. And, you know, I think also for our senior day, we do a, a poster signing at the end of the game and, you know, have some people come out to the field. And we also engage some professors as well to throw out the first pitch, some um, – maybe some previous Hall of Famers or maybe even Melinda. We have just a bunch of different options that we might have come and throw that first pitch as well that, that we like to recognize too. So we do a lot of fun things while we're out there. And it's free admission, so we would love to see everybody come out and watch us. The one thing I noticed that seems to be going this way across the country in softball and for that matter college baseball, but your three-game weekend series are single games now, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Does that help from a pitching standpoint as far as availability for the entire weekend as opposed to the doubleheaders? Yeah, I think it would definitely help. Um, since we're going to be playing the same team, I think that we're able to start three different pitchers so that they can get a different look. So I think it will definitely help from that standpoint. What do you think as a position player? You do get to avoid those 32-degree doubleheader days, which is always a nice thing, I know. Yeah, it's definitely nice to, uh, to rest up the legs and have a break in between each of those games. Those doubleheader days sometimes add up on you after, after a few weekends. But, um, no, I think it'll be nice because even then we'll have fresh pitching the next day, too. If we do say that one team's just not really seeing one of our pitchers, we can throw her again. She's not going to be on those doubleheader days. She won't be tired or worn out or thrown the max of her innings either. So we, we'll have a lot more options in the lineup with those three-game series on different days. And then it also helps give us uh, an extra day. Like Sunday we can add in a game, say if weather's not permitting or if it is too cold, we can adjust the schedule accordingly and, and make sure we fit in all those three games. Because in the past four years of my conference season, we've at least missed – a solid amount of competition play in conference because of say rain weather delays or even freezing temperatures i think it'll be nice to ensure as many games as we can in the season before that uh, tournament at the end you know the lifeblood of any program in virtually any sport comes down to recruiting and obviously recruiting good student athletes who have the ability to come in develop and maybe in an ideal world play right away for you guys as players on a current team as the coaching staff brings players in throughout the spring to watch you guys play or do overnights on official visits. How big an involvement do you guys have? And is there that aspect when you meet with recruits that they need to live up to a certain culture that you guys have established here? Um, I'd say with our involvement, we're all pretty involved whenever we come, especially to official visits. Or if, say, it's non-official visits and people are coming to see, we even... Uh, make sure to match up the academic interests. So say a recruit's coming in, she likes accounting. I might come and join her for lunch that day on the, on the recruit. So we make sure to send out, you know, maybe two or three uh, current players to go and welcome them in on uh, lunch visits 
So that's really, lunch visits is really the only time we see them then and get involved then. But then on official visits, they get to stay with some of our freshmen and sophomores, get a feel for the dorms, get a feel for Cardinal Court, and even just the environment on campus, you know, I think that's the best part is being able to spend the night and spend some quality time with the players. That's where it really comes out, I think, the natural daily activities, um, the natural feel for what what you'll experience. I think that's why maybe even how Hannah said she just felt like it was a great fit when she came here. Everybody was so welcoming. Like the, the way that she can feel that way and recruits can feel that way is because we do spend that quality time with them and do share some very honest stories and how our culture is and we we do make sure that they know hey these are our standards and if you want to come here this is kind of what what you want to fit in what you we would expect you to fit into and even bring your own unique standards into as well I'd say while we do keep a, a strong and steady culture we also keep an open mind and welcome anybody and everybody and and their opinions as well so I think it's very easy for people and recruits to come in and say yeah you know ISU is a good fit I think it's because we set up that display right there I think that helps Hannah getting that really quality time kind of behind the scenes with the student athletes during your visit and during your whole recruiting process was that a big reason why this place became so attractive oh yeah for sure um on my official visit I mean we were with the team almost every day that we were here so I really got a sense of like what it feels like to be a part of the team and same with the coaching staff they planned a lot of activities for us so that really gave me a sense of what it felt like to come here the next year which really helped me develop. I mean you're in your fifth year here what's next for you obviously after a Valley title later in May. Yeah of course after uh, we get our business done here with the com- <laughs> with conference play um, I did an internship with Clifton Larson Allen here in town in Bloomington last summer, and I accepted a position with them to start this after graduation. And um, if you didn't know, I guess my major is um, accounting and finance, and I'm finishing up my master's in accounting this May. So I will plan to sit for my CPA exam after I graduate. And then carry on, hopefully pass, <laughs> pass those four, four tests, and then carry on to work as an audit and tax associate at Clifton Larson Allen. That's really what's next. So stay in town. Yep, staying in town. I signed my lease for another year in Bloomington, so I'll be here. <laughs> and then you'll have the luxury of coming back to talk to the softball team in future years. Yes, coming back to talk and support, and I'll be... I'll be around. My hometown's not that far either. I'm only like 45 minutes, so there's no doubt I'll keep in touch and uh, keep keep tabs on everybody and see how it's going there. Hannah, you're from Hortonville, Wisconsin. Obviously, a little bit worse climate than central Illinois at times, especially this time of year. But so far, as you've been on campus for roughly six months at this point, what's your favorite spot in Bloomington Normal? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, Could be on or off campus. Favorite spot? I would probably say just all the coffee shops. I'm a big coffee drinker, and I like (laughs) a lot of the coffee shops around here. So I would say either like Coffee Hound or Fusion Brew, probably some of my favorite spots around town. Emmy, how about you? Hmm. You've been here long enough. You should have something. (laughs) I know, I know. 
I'm thinking. I know ice cream is my favorite, so I, I like the Uptown Normal spot with all the options. But I really enjoy uh, Theo's Micro Creamery there. That's that's my favorite spot for that. But um, I also really enjoy. There's a little um, porch swing swing setup behind Fell Hall on campus on the quad, and I love to go sit in those swings when it's nice out. So, so not right now, of course, but during uh, the summer sessions and. Uh, Spring, I enjoy going to those uh, porch swings there and sitting there for my studies. That's my favorite spot. Well, thank you both for your time this afternoon. I wish you guys all the best this spring. At senior infielder, Emmy Olson and freshman pitcher Hannah Meshnick. Birds will kick off the conference campaign this Friday down in Nashville, Tennessee, when they take on the Bruins of Belmont in the Valley Opener. And then next Tuesday afternoon, 4 o'clock the start time here at home. They'll take on the DePaul Blue Demons. That'll do it for In the Nest this week. For our entire crew, this is John Fitzgerald. We'll talk to you next time right here on In the Nest. This has been In the Nest, the Illinois State Athletics podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network.